Heinz, you glad to see me? What? Heinz 57. It's episode 57. It, it only works with the cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tempted to just stop and start re-recording, but I'm way too lazy for that. Uh, welcome to Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made you mad online uh, and explain why you're dumb for caring. And, and the things that made me mad in an actual newspaper. Because today, I read an actual newspaper. Well, enough to get That it. makes me, like a physical... Yeah. Well, I was waiting for my coffee, and I was flipping through it, and I was like, oh, hey, we might talk about this today. So I read something on the John A. McDonald thing, and I was like... Oh, shit, I'm reading a newspaper like it's fucking 20 years ago. Uh, thanks for joining us. The the anachronistic idiot over here is uh, Dale DeRuiter. Yeah. Uh, I'm Derek Bolin. I don't believe in your social media anymore. <laughs> like, getting all my news <laughs> off of paper. Off of, uh, the way it should be. Well, you know, trees... I mean, at this point, I look at what's happening to... Uh, the trees. For those of you who don't live in Vancouver, we've had like uh, I wasn't here for most of the past week, but I flew in yesterday uh, from the traveling I was doing. Ladies, <laughs> Derek, <laughs> tell us where you traveled this week, you uh, little jet setter. Where, where was I? Vermont and uh, Tampa, Florida. Tampa. Both of which Vermont was super charming. Uh, Florida was uh, it was flo- so something I realized from this trip. You look at like. The fucking worst places in the states where people are like just insane and have lots of guns and uh you know it's like places like florida and texas and arizona it's just the heat he makes people fucking crazy man. oh yeah like that's and i don't know why no one has looked at this and been like there seems to be a correlation where these st- in these states where yeah. all this crazy shit happens and people fucking love guns and just like lose their minds over republican shit it's that they're all hot as fuck yeah, it's because you don't have tolerance for people whining about, like, I guess, SJW topics when you're, like, sweating through your linen suit. When you could, like, like, yeah, literally burn to death at any like, moment. How about fuck your safe spaces? I still want a handgun because it's so hot. I won't be able to physically fight off an attacker because I'm always tired, because I'm always winded, because I'm always heavy breathing and sweating. Yeah. That's probably why they're fat too, because they want to conserve movement energy. No, so they make try sense. to move that's as like little as extra possible. Extra insulation, though, to well, because if it's hot out, you don't want to move around. You just want to sit there and drink cold sweet things and eat fried chicken. What? No, none of that. Why? Why would you eat fried chicken? Because they eat fried chicken in the south. Anyway, I came back from my travels this week. Travels. Uh, to find that, like, uh, Vancouver's just fucking blanketed in smoke from... How many forest fires are going on right now? 566. Did you just rattle that off the top of your head? Or no. Did, did, are you guessing? I saw the number before today because BC has actually cl- declared a state of emergency because they have 566 fires burning. Anyway, it's just like the entire city is fucking blanketed in smoke, and it's just a reminder. If, if we're going to just end up with no trees either way, I would rather have those trees turned into delicious newspapers yeah. than just burn and uh, get spewed into the atmosphere. Guess what? No forest fires if there's no forest. And the best thing is, as much as everybody was crying in 
Vancouver and being like, oh, I can't see, like, the city skyline. It's so smoky. It's like Edmonton and Salmon Arm and all that shit, like, inland looked like fucking the second Blade Runner movie. Like, yeah. it was actually I was saying, even here, it looks like it looks like a fucking, like, post-apocalyptic yeah, uh, I'm I'm all fucking here for it, man. Like it's the the temperature has been yeah. uh, manageable because the sun can't penetrate the smoke. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a nice little barrier from the heat because yeah, like we had like three weeks of sun. That's more than enough for me. Yeah. Like like plus thirty degree weather. Yeah. Fuck it, fuck out of here with that. I'm, I'm a Vancouverite to Vancouver so I could mope around in the rain and pretend like I don't like it and just be. I, I cannot fucking wait for sweater weather, man. Oh, I'm, my God. It's, it's time. Sweater weather has always been my favorite time of year. When you start wearing hoodies again, then you're like, oh, fuck, these are so comfy. Because in the <laughs> summer, you're like, oh, nothing's more comfortable than a pair of shorts and a T-shirt and running around sweating a whole bunch. And then you put on the hoodie and the long pants and the shoes, and you're like, oh, fuck, I could... I could like fight a monster. I'm so comfortable. Get an entire suit made out of uh, of Lululemon ath- athletic gear and just just rock that for eight straight months. Well, if I had that much money, I'd probably just buy a new car instead of a <laughs> Lululemon suit. One with climate control. <laughs> uh, everyone's fucking freaking out about the forest fires, uh, and I swear it's the same same thing every year where people are like, "I've never seen anything like this." Oh, except for last year, people were saying it, and I like when like researched, uh, you know, tweets from last. The same thing. Fucking 2015. Yeah. People were like, "This is the worst I've ever seen." Guess what, fuckheads? It's gonna be every year is gonna be the worst you have ever seen it. It's just going to be it's going to be like the Trump presidency. Each subsequent year is going to get worse and worse uh, until there are no forests left or we have all asphyxiated to death. Oh, Derek. Uh, Oh, Dale. I read something that wasn't really worth bringing up on its own. Okay. Scientists. I'm excited. Figured out how to like. Oh, fuck. I can't remember what it's called because it's a science word. I think it's magnesium tight and it's a crystal. That sucks up CO2, so they're going to try use it to uh, fight climate change by sucking up all the CO2 and keeping it in crystal form until, you know, something happens to those crystals and just releases it all at once. But uh, if they do that, then the earth will cool off and we won't have forest fires anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I'm down with that. Let's just like, come on. Let's Let's accept the consequences of like... The hundred or so years of unfettered uh, I- industrial advancement. Yeah. And cool. We had that. We got to enjoy it. Planet's fucked. We got s- some sweet technology. We are going to get even sweeter technology when people are like, oh, fuck. Now we have to go colonize other planets to <laughs> stay alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to get some like interstellar style shit happening uh, once mm-hmm. once the Dust Bowl settles in. Very excited for that. Yeah, that'll be Super cool. So instead of, uh, are we done talking about forest fires? Did, did you have anything you wanted to? I just wanted to gloat that, like, yeah, dipshits. This isn't. This isn't going away. Yeah, this I is don't not. See how that's gloating because it's not like you're bragging. It's just like, I guess it is. If I'm the guy starting the <laughs> fires, uh, if any law enforcement officers are listening, <laughs> I am not the guy starting the fires. Yeah, no. I was gonna say as a segue. How about instead of talking about the future, we shift our gaze 
to the past. This is not a good segue. I want to uh, go on the record here saying Dale is so fucking excited for this. Guys. Because he spent in, like, completely against anything Dale has ever done on this podcast. He spent all weekend researching a topic. uh, And now we're basically just going to listen to him talk for the next 20 minutes. So. Do you want to start off with, with. Put this in context. What's going on? What's the news okay. story? So you actually, we actually brought this up last year when we were talking about the Ontario B, or the Ontario Teachers Union uh, cha- trying to change the name of a John A. McDonald school and getting rid of the name John A. McDonald because with the uh, reconciliation project that's nationally going on right now. Everybody's all hot and bothered to try erase the past and pretend that John A. Macdonald wasn't actually probably the most important man in Canadian history. Like, I get it. He's racist. He, uh, he, he threw around the word savages a bit too much for people to like, and he did try to amalgamate indigenous people into the general population instead of kind of allowing them to stay separate. Like, from what I gather, John A. McDonald's whole point was trying to get one nation of people all together and not have, like, offshoots of different people that are segregated out of it. Which, when you're building a... Okay, for for context, this is back in the news again now because there was a statue of John A. McDonald in front of the Parliament building. No, the Victoria City Hall. Victoria City Hall uh, in Victoria, which is the capital city of British Columbia. For all those people who don't know anything about the province we live in, there you go. Don't worry, I don't care. (laughs) We we didn't know (laughs) until Dale started researching this. It's not really germane to the story. It's just that that's where it was. Uh, They finally pulled this statue down. There's been public outcry on both sides of the aisle. Uh, Doug Ford, the fucking virtue signaling moron that he has reached out to be like, hey, if you ever want a statue of a guy who fucking murdered lots of native people, it'll always have a home in Ontario because his fucking base loves that. Uh, So, yeah, basically what he was saying was like, well, if you're going to get fucking rid of uh, the guy who built Canada, maybe uh, send it over this way if you're not going to appreciate your treasures. And then. The mayor of Victoria was like, no, we're going to keep it. This is still our toy. We're just putting it in storage. So the thing that bugged me about, well, one of the many things that bugged me about the whole thing, when asked about the if she kind of put it up to a general consensus with the public, the mayor said, no, we didn't ask the public because we knew what they would say. And we wanted to get rid of it as a reconciliation tip. I want to say fuck asking the public for any. Every time something happens that people don't like, they're like, should have gone to a referendum. You should have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars canvassing people. It's like every time they build a new bike lane in Vancouver, they're like, why weren't the people asked? Because you elect the politicians to make decisions on your behalf. Not everything has to go to a referendum or a plebiscite. Like, do you want to just slow down democracy to fucking nothing because everything has to go to a vote? That's moronic. Well, in this... That's stupid. I would say... Well, they still did take a vote. It was the city council voted, and they all voted to take it down. And then I was like... Like, my whole problem with this whole thing is... Yeah, John A. McDonald was a racist. Yeah, he maybe probably made some bad choices, but he did some tremendous things like, I don't know, building a railway all across the country, even though he kind of took bribes to do it and was actually kicked out of uh, office. Whatever. 
Pol- when he, he was politician. Yeah, it was politics like 1973. Yeah, you got to break a few eggs, stuff like that, <laughs> which we're not allowed to do anymore. But one of my favorite quotes is this. The problem I have with the overall approach to tearing down statues and buildings is that it's counterproductive to reconciliation because it almost smacks of anger. You know who said that? Please don't say Jordan Peterson. Murray Sinclair. And you know what he is? The chair of the Reconciliation Commission. So even the guy... Is he a white guy? No, he's the guy who's in charge of the whole commission. Is he the white guy in charge of the whole commission? No. Oh, First Nations. God damn. So there you go. And... Validates my opinion. I have another hot button quote. I have like a bunch of quotes because... Honestly, I kind of looked around. Are you just going to read through quotes this entire time? Well, when they put it this smartly and awesomely, so I don't... See, the whole problem with attacking this kind of uh, topic is for the left-wingers who are kind of virtue signaling, this is like T-ball. They're like, what? This guy who's a racist? Of course we should take this down. I don't agree with this guy's opinions. Let's get rid of it. And... The problem is me and Derek can't really just fly in and object to it because we got to tiptoe through the racist landmines because we don't want everybody to think we're racist, but we still, it's hard because you want, you have to admit John A. McDonald was a bit of a racist because he wasn't at all concerned about kind of keeping the culture of the indigenous people alive at all. He would rather them just become regular Canadians. Counterpoint. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Johnny McDonald was not at all racist for the time. No, he was that's, actually better than a lot of people. That's my whole thing. Time. I don't think like sure, you're you're a fucking you're a colonial power, you're trying to build a new nation, you want to claim it for the the you know, the English. No, you're not going to give a fuck about the indigenous people. Like that was not what he was hired to do. That was not his job. He was not he was not here to uh, ensure that there was uh, that that there could be like that we could build the country of Canada around the First Nation people and still honor honor their culture. See, and it's not even that bad. Like his whole point was he didn't want to get the he didn't want them to be left behind as around them a civilization grew up and they were left behind. That is almost exactly what ended up happening. Yeah. So, and yeah, it is unfortunately <laughs> I mean, what like. And my whole and another thing I realized when I was doing all this research was, I don't actually think John A. McDonald was the racist people were all talking about because there was a guy. Uh, sorry, I just gotta look through my gotta look through my notes. Look at all these notes you have. Okay, this guy's name was Duncan Campbell Scott. And this guy was human garbage. He was the superintendent general of Indian Affairs from 1913 until 1932. And um, do you want to hear a quote from him? These are like, these will make, these are chillingly terrible. Sure. Okay. So this is direct quote from him. Again, not my words. It is readily acknowledged that Indian children lose their natural resistance to illness by habitating so closely in these schools and that they die at a much higher rate than in their villages. But this alone does not justify a change in the policy of this department, which is being geared towards the final solution of our Indian problem. 
Indy, ooh, okay. Wow, he final solution. This predates Hitler, right? Like, yeah, that's, this is this guy. This quote is from 1910. This is, I believe, after John A. Macdonald died. Yeah, John A. Macdonald died uh, 1891, 20 years before this guy took over. And if John A. Macdonald had said this quote, I'd say I'd be a little more leaning towards tearing down the uh, statue, but. Johnny McDonald never said anything that bad. Like, he said some kind of stuff where it's like, we got to bring the savages up to our terms. And this was like among, uh, you know, white colonialists. This was a widespread belief. Like, they were yeah. uh, considered savages. They they were considered like this, uh, you know, backwards tribe. Uh, and that's my my whole thing with this is that. In in 50 years, in 100 years our views yeah. are going to be seen as problematic or yeah. is not advanced enough or that like people will listen to this podcast. Hopefully please God <laughs> like, listen to this yeah. podcast in a hundred years and be like, wow, these guys were backwards as fuck. Listen to the horrible shit they were saying. Uh, your, your views are only as offensive as the, the greater society or culture that they're part of. Uh, and John A. McDonald, Sure. What he did is absolutely problematic now in 2018. Yeah. But at the time. It was actually it was actually forward thinking back in the day, because while John A. McDonald was giving like support to the First Nations to try amalgamate them into Canada, south of the border, they were just basically at war with them in the States and they were kind of doing it a little worse than we were. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say this This was a good compromise. So Duncan Campbell Scott, who you had just mentioned, yeah. uh, previously had a plaque at his grave just like, you know, praising him as a hero or whatever. They yeah. recently, instead of just removing the plaque and being like, we're going to scrub this guy from history, they just revised the plaque to highlight his role in like the creation of the the uh, the Indian Residential Act. Yeah. Um, which, that seems fair. To me, like that's yeah. like, hey, we're not we're not sugarcoating their history and like portraying them as a hero, but we're also not just being like this person didn't exist. Uh, one one argument that we had with uh, Julie Robertson, uh, longtime friend of the pod, what up, Julie? Uh, she was like, hey, removing the statue isn't scrubbing them from history, but but in a way, it it is. Like you're 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 not a statue of this person is not honoring them as a hero necessarily. Yeah. Like it's a plaque to kind of commemorate what happened in history. Cause one of the, one of the worst things we could do as a society is forget our history. And like, I think what you're getting at is a lot of people are trying to belittle the removal of this statue, like saying like, Oh, it doesn't really remind us of anything. We don't really need these things. But then if you're thinking of the statue like that, like, Oh, it doesn't really mean anything. Then what does removing it mean? And so you got to kind of be careful of where you're going with this. And I think another thing, too, is uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, did you lose your train? Of, OK, yeah. I, 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 um, uh, you know, a, a comparison that people like to draw is like uh, looking at the the uh, a lot of the shit going on over uh, the Confederate flag and like southern uh, military leaders in the mm -hmm. States. Which I I don't really see the the uh, comparison. Like th those people were actively fighting for like, yeah. the whole thing the Confederacy represents is like they wanted to keep black pe people as slaves. There's no 
redeeming qualities there. Yeah. That was that was the entire scope of of what they were fighting for. And another problem with that is those were people who were fighting to keep the states bad and the southern states bad and racist whereas John A McDonald was the creator of Canada and amongst like the bad uh, like the Indian Act and all that residential schools and stuff that he helped implement he also helped implement basically the way Canada works like right before confederation he was a major person on all the council meetings and everything where they hashed out how they're going to run the way taxes run how the way the parliament is going to run they developed the senate and all this stuff and and then when people started leaving Canada to go towards the states because right after confederation it was kind of apparent that Canada wasn't really financially doing as well like it wasn't getting it wasn't growing as much as the states were so a lot of people were actually emigrating down south of the border and what John A Macdonald did to change this was he promised to build a railway from coast to coast and he implemented tariffs on uh, goods and services from the states to help the Canadian business owners and stuff. So he did all this stuff, but we want to forget about all that because some of the things he did were kind of bad by today's standards. Yeah, and I don't know that that like obviously the man made a, a number of great contracts. Like Canada exists because yeah of John A. Macdonald. Yeah, that's not an understatement. But like the USA, if you didn't have General Lee, it would still exist. you would still have the yeah you would still have the United States. Yeah, yeah. Like he was fighting against forward progression, whereas John A. Macdonald was fighting for forward progression, and that's why these two things aren't similar. And I think one of the big things, like Derek was mentioning. One of the big things that did kick off this whole John A. McDonald la- was last year when we brought it up the first time about them removing the name from all the schools was this was right about the time where they're trying to get rid of all the uh, Civil War statues and stuff down in the States. So it felt like Canada did the whole, oh, we got to purge our history too because we want to be just as important to the state as the states in doing this. It does feel a little like, oh, we have a problematic history, too. Look yeah. at us, guys. We have problems. Let's take statues down. <laughs> I mean, like, John, like we I said. A, we have a long and tortured history with yeah. racism. No, we, we like, we do, but nothing yeah. like the States. And if you, my problem with the whole residential school thing was, it wasn't that John A. McDonald was bad. It was kind of a bad idea to just try to change them into different peoples, but the problem wasn't John A. McDonald saying, hey, make these schools. The problem was the way the church ran them and did physical abuse. And like this guy said, like Duncan Campbell Scott said, he didn't care that they were dying and that they were losing. A lot of that stuff did kind of come from the the top down, though, right? Like that wasn't. Well, John A. McDonald was was dead by that time. Yeah. So what I'm saying is when the church started running it and the nuns were super, uh, Wow, was like I say, super physically abusive, and they're like semi torturing these kids. John A. McDonald was long gone by that point, and sure, 
it is partly his fault for even suggesting the whole put kids in the school against their will. Yes. But that was that was bad. You can't, that was a bad call. You can't really hold him accountable for the way people you can probably hold corruptly for, ran it afterwards. You, yeah. you could still hold him accountable for putting Okay. It's not like it's like a, a comparison now would be like, oh, Donald Trump. Uh, administration ordered like the internment of these kids at the border. Yeah, you can't hold Donald Trump responsible because some of the the border guards were like raping and abusing these kids. Really? Although, oh yeah, well, I if, if Donald Trump had died and then they did it, you're like, <laughs> I can't really blame a guy after he's dead that all this horrible shit happened. The, the thing that keeps fucking with me is that like you you cannot expect. Uh, the like society was totally fucking different two hundred years ago. Oh yeah, like totally different. Uh, and it was only one hundred and thirty years. One hundred and fifty, whatever. Dale, fuck yeah. off. Two hundred years ago, <laughs> the, the the culture has radically changed. Two hundred years from now, I don't even know what culture will look like, but I know that the things we think and believe now, even as like moderate or progressive as we think we are. Yeah will not be considered moderate or progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and as we all know, uh, history is often dictated by the winners. So if if uh, if it ends up that, you know, Republicans win the culture war and uh, we as as a society become totally super conservative, people are going to look back on progressives and liberals as like baby killers and oh, gay yeah. sodomizers and like do you are you okay with that? Are you okay with your legacy being twisted by? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And yeah, like I don't know, it's it's so hard because you don't want to forgive all these racist things, but at one point, like you said, you kind of have to because you're looking through the lens of hindsight. We're like, well, I would have done things differently, and it's like, would you though? Because oh, absolutely not. Back then. I like, look at my my decisions now, and they're very much in line with the mainstream. I buy the same clothes that everybody else does. That's I eat the a very same good point. Food. I don't do anything that like uh, radically pushes, positions myself against other people, uh, and it probably would have been the same at the time. So, uh, if you're listening to this in 200 years, please, I'm sorry for everything I did. Don't take the statues of me and Dale down. Yeah, leave them up. They are culturally significant. Even though we were kind of horrible people, we did offer a lot of positives to society. It might have taken us a little longer to get started than, say, other people. (laughs) But I believe in the twilight years of our lives, we will have affected society greatly. Yes, and made amends for all of our past mistakes. Or not. Yeah, I, I feel like some of that baggage is left buried. Just if if we didn't make amends, know that we wanted to. We just died too soon. And we weren't too lazy, and we didn't <laughs> procrastinate until it was too late on purpose. We just just got out of our hands, yeah. and we couldn't do it. Our deaths were very sudden. Even if they weren't, they were too <laughs> sudden for us to, to change anything. It was too late. Okay. So uh, do we do we want to put this topic to bed? Because I kind of feel like. Do you feel like you got out? Do you? Wanna- I'm running. I have more quotes I want to read because I'm running us. I have one big quote that I think is it a John A. quote? No, but I have some. Okay, I looked up this website and I I have some John A. quotes and I found quotes by John A. McDonald that are supposed to be the worst, most racist quotes. So I'll read one of those because, like, I was trying to dance around it, but. If you read these quotes that are supposed to be like the worst things he said, you're like, well, that's not really 
that bad, especially after I read you that other, like, Duncan Campbell Scott quote. So let me read... Oh, I'll tell you one of John A. McDonald's actually good, super smart quotes. And it's, if you want to know the depth of meanness of human nature, you've got to be a prime minister running in a general election. And good that, one, John A. Preach. You know, you know who I bet will uh, attest to that? Good old Trudeau in uh, the next election. I'm pretty sure some uh, shit's going to get slanged against him. Okay, so this is probably the least, uh, the least, like, embracing of indigenous culture thing that John A. Macdonald said. To wean them by slow degrees from the nomadic habits, which have almost become an instinct, and by slow degrees absorb them or settle them on the land. Meantime, they must be fairly protected. It's like, on one hand, he's like, yeah, we got to get rid of their natural instincts and all this stuff. And you're like, well, that's bad. But at the same time, he's saying, but we must protect them. And so you're like, oh, it's so hard. Like, it's one of those subjects that everybody's like, you got to be polarized on this. You have to either be super against it or super for it. And then you're like, well, I'm kind of going back and forth. Okay, here's another quote from 1887. This is actually in his second term, four years before he died. He said, The great aim of our legislation has been to do away with the tribal system and assimilate the Indian people in all respects with other inhabitants of the Dominion as speedily as, speedily as they are to fit to change. And that, I would say, is probably the most insensitive quote you can find by him, or that I found by him at least. I'm pretty sure... There's probably something worse out there. And then, although there is one quote that's worse, but it's kind of dated after his death, so I shouldn't even bring that up. I shouldn't have even brought that up. And then, Derek, are you going to add anything? Because I got one closing quote I want to read. There is, so a couple final points. Canada doesn't exist if, if Johnny McDonald didn't didn't do what he did, and that includes his actions against oh, the Aboriginal that's one of people. the main things. Like, people are like, oh, Canada would would have just, like, white people would have built a country after John A. Macdonald was gone. It's like, no, they wouldn't because, in all fairness, John A. Macdonald, who was the premier of the province of Canada, yeah, it's super annoying. Like, they had Upper Canada, Lower Canada, a province of regular Canada. They had all this different shit named Canada within five years. So when you're reading back, you kind of got to pay attention, which I'm not super good at. Otherwise, you get confused. So what happened was John A. Macdonald realized that Upper Canada couldn't really – they didn't have any long-standing politicians who could rule it properly. So he went to his biggest opposition. I think his name was George Brown. Let me just double-check this. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, George Brown. In 1864, they made the Great Coalition, and then three years later, you got a country. So that's what the guy did. And uh, are we done? Should I read my closing quote? Uh, one, one more thing. There is a great zinger. There is a great two-part uh, podcast from uh, the CBC where Derek, they, I told you we're not talking about other podcasts. Sorry, it's uh. Uh, no, it's a podcast okay. uh, where they did uh, basically the trial of Johnny McDonald yeah. and they did a mock trial for him, uh, accusing him of war crimes, including 
uh, the accusation that he was involved in a campaign of violence and starvation against Aboriginal people. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell you how it turns out. I will tell you that you should should listen to it. Uh, it's it's really good and interesting, and it will it will add some additional color around this. But, yeah. But basically, it's like, yeah, should John A. McDonald uh, be held liable for war crimes? Because even though maybe he wasn't directly involved in these policies, mm-hmm. he did oversee them in a way. Uh, yeah. Even though uh, the guy before him was much fucking worse, and once uh, John A. came in, he was he like uh, upped spending and aid to to uh, to First Nations people. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm just uh, a guy from Twitter named Kazi who uh, basically said just because his views and actions are acceptable for the era doesn't make them any less genocidal. And I was like, well, genocide is a word that's getting bandied around a lot, but I don't think anyone has any fucking idea, like, yeah, what John A. actually did. On one hand, like, if you're talking literal genocide where you're trying to kill a people, like make their body stop living? No. But if you're trying to get rid of their culture and kind of get everybody on board to kind of be like Canadians, then, yeah, it's kind of slippery. And actually, another person who used cultural genocide was that Sinclair fellow I brought up before because um, he did a comprehensive report looking at the history of the schools and branded their form as cultural genocide. And I think that's where the whole thing came, the whole calling this genocide came from but like I said before he was saying you can't just tear down these uh, statues because it smacks of anger and revenge and I just want to close with this quote are we good should I close yeah just consider like what is Canada or the United States for that matter like basically the people who colonized Canada and the US were like invading oh yeah invade so like like, what the fuck, man? What do you expect? Like, we are descendants of those people. Yeah, it was problematic, but these nations exist because of... Yeah, like, if you don't have, like, Spain coming to Mexico looking for gold, or Britain... Was Columbus sent by Britain or France? I can't remember. Spain. Okay, yeah, Columbus coming from... Uh, sent by Spain, and then, like, killing all the people and taking gold back, and then, like, the British are... Sorry, the French coming and setting up colonies and then the British coming and taking over those colonies. Yeah, like it all sucks to a certain extent. But on one hand, if you're ashamed of the guy who built your country, does that mean you're kind of in turn ashamed of your country? And if you're ashamed of your country, doesn't that kind of mean you're kind of ashamed of yourself because you are like you kind of reflect the... Uh, sorry, how do you say it? You kind of reflect the... Uh, why can't I think of this word? I don't know, but you're killing it right now. Uh, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Oh, you kind of reflect the values of your country because you were brought up there under those cultural values. <clears throat> so if you're trying to ignore the past, you're kind of trying to ignore a piece of yourself. And Dro- Drop it. Do it. Okay, so... This is the quote. These types of initiatives have always been a frustration to me. It's like an empty speech on reconciliation that does nothing substantive about native poverty, native children in government care, or natives in prison. And I wanted to bring that quote up because that's actually a quote from Ellis Ross, a former Heisla chief. 
God, I hope I said that right. Probably Heisler. not. Doesn't sound I right. I think it's Heisler. And he's currently an M- uh, MLA for the Liberals. So in closing, I would say even though his views were bad, they could have been a lot worse. And we should keep the statue because everybody should learn – like, we should be reminded of the guy who built our great country because uh, I went to Croatia and I went to England and I went to the Bahamas and I went to Mexico. And guess what? Canada's actually pretty fucking sweet. Um, but before I was like, yeah, whatever. It's I'm, a, just I'm a big fan of this country. I actually, yeah. like, I don't get, like, nationalist pride too often, but, like, I am, like, super fucking happy to live in the country oh, yeah. I I'm live I'm super in. pumped. Like, I'm not going to fucking paint my face on Canada Day. But there's a there's a part of me that's growing appreciation to the fact that I was born in Canada and uh, I have all this open green space, but still like active, vibrant society with like technology and stuff. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We will be back uh, shortly to discuss more shit that made you mad online this week. So. Do you think that was better than the way I handled the Cotter thing? You weren't reading a Wikipedia article, so yeah, significant. Okay, so it was good? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go as far to say good. It was less Less bad. Shitty. I'll (laughs) take it. All right, we'll be right back. Okay. Hey, I found something that made me online while we were, or made me mad online while we were on the break there. Was it what? It was finding out that Dale is a member of a Discord channel to hunt Pokemon for the uh, recently revived game Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I have no shame. (laughs) I was thinking about it today (laughs) because. I don't know. As some of you already know, I play Pokemon Go again. I started up like probably a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago. And everybody tries to give me a hard time about it. But I guess what should have been the bottom of the barrel was when I landed on a plane in uh, Vancouver when I came back from Croatia. Oh, I was in Croatia. Ladies, (laughs) I'm Dale. I travel to foreign countries. And I was standing on the plane waiting to get off and I was like oh I wonder if there's any Pokemon Go so I booted up and there's an 8 year old kid behind me and he's like Pokemon Go (laughs) I play Pokemon every day and I was like and I turned around and I was like who the fuck and it's like this little 8 year old kid and I was like yeah and he's like you playing Pokemon Go and I was like yeah do you like that and he's like no and I was like you got shit talked by an 8 year old I was like all right, so, uh, yeah, I got shit-talked by an eight-year-old about playing Pokemon Go, so there's really nothing people can do to me or say to me that would be worse than getting publicly shit-talked by an eight-year-old. And another thing I was thinking about, I was like, I spent probably about 20 years of my life trying to be cool in some way or another, and... No, I'm just giving Did you? Because I knew you for five of those years. And let me tell you, you were not cool. No, man. I never said I <laughs> was cool. I said I was trying to be cool. I was like moody and dark for a while. I was like 
smart guy who likes to read for a while. I was like jock for a while. I was, I was trying out everything. And now I'm just like, you know what? I like Pokemon Go. I like catching Pokemons. I'm going to go catch Pokemons. And then I meet other people who play Pokemon Go, and uh, it's true. You forge some long-lasting friendships there? No. You guys swap uh, Mewtwo's? No. You, uh... But, uh, oh, uh, this one guy, I was telling Derek this before, when it came up, he was going to offer me a rare Pokemon... For to, a handjob. Well, I wish <laughs> I would give so many handjobs. No, he was going to give me a rare Pokemon if I didn't attack this gym his Pokemon was in. But I didn't have enough, uh, what the fuck's that shit called? Like, uh, I don't know. You need, like, this powder to trade Pokemon. Cocaine? No. Not uh, cocaine. I think it's Starp. Anyways, I didn't have enough because I suck at the game, so he didn't give it to me. And that was my interaction with the super nerdy Pokemon player. So, yeah, if any of you play Pokemon Go, uh, at me, and I will give you my trainer code, and then we can be Poke friends. Question about this Discord channel. Uh, How many people in it are middle-aged men? Like, what percentage-wise, if you had to guess? Are you going to include middle-aged women? Because there's a surprisingly (laughs) large number of, like, nobody's young. There are no... Okay, that was that was mostly where I was going. There's nobody under 25 in this that's, group. That's mostly where I was headed I with that. I think most kids under 25 are like everybody else with Pokemon Go. They played it for five minutes, and they moved on to whatever the fuck else is popular. Fortnite, which is what I play. Yeah. And I and get schooled by 11-year-olds all the time. Fortnite is super popular, and its counterpoint, PUBG, is not popular because that one you have to pay for... But, uh, oh, remember when we were playing Fortnite and then uh, there was that kid? There's this kid and he's playing. The problem with Fortnite is, like Derek said, it's on Nintendo Switch. So you end up playing with early teenage boys who have a microphone set up and they just (laughs) scream. And there was this kid and his name was Marco Marco. And we're like, like, hey, what's up, Marco Marco? And he's like, my name is Marco. Go and we're like, yeah, we we <laughs> could see that, and they kept talking. And I was like, Marco, Marco, is is the mic inside your mouth? Why are you so loud? And then he got all offended. So apparently, I can. It's also fun to shot shit talk, like knowing that you're like <laughs> permanently damaging some eleven year old's self esteem <laughs> is actually incredibly rewarding. I feel like it's giving back for all oh. the times that. There's no way to say this without sounding creepy that Just older men shit talked to me in my early teens and made me feel terrible about myself. Interesting, because the internet didn't really exist in your early teens. No, that so was where was that happening? That was people face to face. I remember this one time, I think I was Nine years old. I was standing in my front yard, like probably just staring into space because there was no internet. And these two guys on a motorbike ripped by and they fingered me. And I was standing on my yard in my driveway. So I fingered them back. And then they like stopped, rolled around. They're like, I don't know, like 17. Obviously, they're old enough to ride a motorbike. And I was like nine. And they're like, what the fuck you finger me for? And I was like, uh, you fingered me. They're <laughs> like, Lead by example, man. Next time we do it, we're going to fucking kill you. And I, I actually thought they were going to effing kill me. But it's a good thing I never saw them again, so I could never finger them. 
And that's the story about how an older man ruined my self-esteem when I was a little boy. All right. And now you get to do the equivalent of that just in uh, battles for artificial animals or first-person shooters. Yeah, uh, by criticizing Marco Marco on his mic etiquette. Yeah, Marco Marco. (laughs) I hope you're listening to this, you little idiot. (laughs) Uh, Do you want more outrage? Uh, Yeah, no, I think we should talk about more inside jokes between you and me about video games. Yells a 39-year-old man on a Discord channel for Pokemon Go. <laughs> and further alienate our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I am a 39-year-old man. Sometimes I forget. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about this. I went to a thrift store. Okay. And I was looking at all the shit, and I was like, there was one of those mugs. Remember, like, in the 80s when you saw those mugs with, like, the big, like, font and the, like, filigree and shit, and it said, I'm 40, and I'm... Yeah, the only thing I exist. lost was my hair. I saw one of those mugs and I was like, I should buy this. I'm almost 40. And I looked at it and I just remembered when I was a little boy and I saw these mugs. I was like, that's fucking old. <laughs> you had like this 40. flashback to how and I just old? like, I just got so sad. I was just like. Holy fuck, I'm going to die. Did you have die. a moment where, like, the mug slipped from your hand in <laughs> slow motion and, like, fell to the earth and shattered? And the shattering mug represented your entire life and your youthful visions for yourself? Because you're old as fuck. And yeah. I'm sure Young Dale, when he looked at a mug and he was like, a 40-year-old is fucking old. This is not where you pictured yourself ending up. No. It is not. But I didn't drop it. It didn't shatter. I looked at it. I was like, this would be funny to look. This would be funny to buy. Ha, ha, ha. And I looked at it and I was like. (laughs) Yeah. I should not ever look at anything like this again. And I slowly put it on the shelf. And I walked over to a porcelain unicorn figurine. And I bought that instead because that doesn't remind me of how old I am. It is ugly. And there is no real place to put it in my house because I already have other unicorn figurines and I don't need it. All right. As I've been told. You are a 40-year-old man with multiple unicorn figurines. Oh, one thing I was going to say about the Pokemon Go thing is that I love that every picture that Andrea posts of you online, you are playing Pokemon (laughs) Go on your phone. Well, it's like... Always. She's like, hey, do you want to go for a walk? I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm not going to not catch Pokemon Go when we walk. Isn't that like, the whole point of walking now? And she only takes pictures of me to try shame me <laughs> out of playing Pokemon Go. And it's like, you should have known after two years of dating me that my well of shame has long gone dry. <laughs> she should, though. I'm going to encourage you now, yeah. knowing that in every picture, be like, Dale, I hope you're catching lots of really <laughs> rare Pokemon. <laughs> I'd say my well of shame dried up at probably 31, No, 32? earlier than that. Uh, did you feel shame? I was going to say by the time I met you when we were like 17, you did not seem <laughs> to have a lot of shame left in your system i had well back when i was 17 18 i had so much inner anger that it overpowered my shame when people were like hey you probably shouldn't act like that in public you should be ashamed of yourself i'd be like fuck you don't tell me how to live (laughs) and then by the time that anger died I had a little bit of shame in my late 20s. I was like, oh, I should probably not do this or I should probably not do that. And now it's just like I'm not ashamed of being loud in public. I'm just like, well, that would fucking annoy me. So if I'm loud in public, 
people will think that I'm okay with people being loud around me and then they might take my lead on this and be loud around me. So I'm just quiet in public. That's what I equate shame to is how loud you are in public. Like if you're super loud in public, you don't have any shame. But if you're quiet in public, you'd think you'd have shame, but not necessarily. You would not have that. All right. Do you want to do the Ruby Rose thing? Yeah. Okay. This one we don't really have to get too into because it's yet another celebrity deleting their Twitter. So Ruby Rose was cast as Batwoman in the CW universe, which is home of Arrow, Flash, Superwoman, and I think there was like the Heroes of Tomorrow or something that had Cyborg, Superman... And some other people, but I think they gave up on that. Anyways, so she got cast and she was super pumped because she was always like – because Batwoman in the comics is a lesbian character. And she was talking about how super pumped she was to be one of her idols when she was a kid. And then there was fans backlashing saying that she was too attractive and not lesbian enough. To be Catwoman, and that Batwoman it, or Catwoman? Oh shit! Did I s- Batwoman? You started Batwoman, and then you veered into Catwoman. Both are Batman characters. I'm just I'm not sure which one. See, it's a good thing you're here because I realize I said that, and I didn't mean to. I meant Batwoman okay, uh, with a B. I initially thought it was Catwoman, which would make way more sense. B for Billy was Catman or Cat Catwoman was. Is she a lesbian? Is no. that canon? She's super straight because the whole like uh, sexual tension between her and Batman was all like, right? Oh, will right. they or won't they? So, anyways, she got super sad because it was like one of her big dreams to play a lesbian character. So that little girls who felt like these, this is paraphrasing her quotes on the story. Little girls who felt lost with their sexuality and nowhere to turn to could look up to her and she was making a positive influence in their lives. And then, like I said, some, uh, I don't know, what would you call them? Like lesbian police? People who judge how lesbians lesbians should be? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so she said... Sorry, Nick just tweeted this at me. This is a quote not from Johnny McDonald, right? Uh, the Indian, the final solution of our Indian problem. Yeah, that is from the other guy. Tell him, first say, sorry, we're kind of met. That quote I actually read on air by, what was his name? Something Scott Campbell? Dun- Duncan Campbell Duncan, Scott. Duncan Campbell Scott who said it in 1910, like people are putting quotes from 1910, which is almost 20 years after John A. McDonald was dead. This is one of my problems with this whole thing. I alluded to it when I was talking about it before was people are misattributing a lot of stuff to John A. McDonald, which was said and done by his super duper racist followers. Um, so do you want to go back to... Sorry, back to the Batwoman, Catwoman thing. Yeah, Ruby Rose. You, yeah, like, they say she's not gay enough, and th- this, What is me, gay enough? This is, like, this is the problem with SJWs now. It's, yeah, like... Yeah, is 
they attack each other. Like you said, like we brought up that before when Black Lives Matter were attacking the Pride Parade because they were allowing police officers to go in. It's like you like I'm sorry. The right is a terrible force and they've been cut down a lot lately. But if the left wants to get any purchase in taking back some of the power that the Donald Trumps and Robert Fords are amassing, you got to stop the infighting and telling stars that they're not gay enough to play a gay character because as far as I know it, all you have to do to be gay is like someone who's the same sex with you. And then if that happens, you're like all the way gay. And as another thing I thought was you're not allowed to say shit like all the way gay because you're not allowed to really talk to people about the amount of gayness in them because that's kind of disrespectful of the whole sexuality thing. So, yeah, it's just dumb and terrible, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, so she ended up quitting Twitter, which, like, fuck, everyone at this point should just quit Twitter. Like, What I'm going to tell you now is everybody who has a job where that could be affected by what people think of you. Like if you could get fired on a morality clause, delete your Twitter. If you have a job in the public sector that it would affect your future aspirations at raises, delete your Twitter. Like we're past the point where Twitter is serving a purpose. And now it's basically just a shit talk machine for entertainment. Like, I don't know if people are going to get famous through Twitter anymore. I think those days have passed. And yeah, like Derek said, just get rid of Twitter. Um, I'd get rid of Twitter, but I'm kind of lazy. And I hope my job wouldn't be affected by what people think about me on Twitter. No. Yeah. I'm kind of still super psyched that nobody I work with knows really too much about social media or that I'm on it and has looked me up. Unless they did it in secret. They could have done it in secret. Maybe you should consider going to the uh, the respected private private profile. No. Just lock, lock them tweets up. Because my whole point in going to Twitter in the first place was people need to hear my dumb jokes so that I'm not laughing at them by myself alone. Because I want as many people who I don't see every day to hear my jokes and then not laugh at them as people I do see every day. I should probably just delete my Twitter, honestly. Agreed. Though the 90% of the reason that I haven't yet is because I need it, A, to get fodder for this podcast because people yeah. are always, people on my time, I follow a very uh, sensitive group of people, let's say, <laughs> who like getting... That is getting a very... Tiptoey way to say that. <laughs> they're very. And I appreciate that. They they feel ways about things, uh, and they are an endless source of fodder for this podcast. And then also, I needed to promote the podcast. I also think a good way to say it would be their feelings don't necessarily have the suit of armor that you and me have built up through self doubt and all that other stuff that we should have probably dealt with to become better versions of ourself. Sorry, what? Um, it's like fuck 10 o'clock. <laughs> like, like we had we, we had a good run. 
Do we want to hit the mailbag? Mailbag. No, nobody says anything ever. Hit the mailbag. Everyone's well, always like, oh, here's one thing that was very specific to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You're missing the point. Do you even listen to our podcast, people? I don't think they do. I think they're just like, ah, oh, so that's the best. We could just say, hey, we talked about all that stuff you don't like on the podcast. And then they go listen to the podcast. And by the time they figured out that we didn't talk about their stuff, it's the end of the podcast. And you just got tricked into listening to the whole thing. Yeah. Guess what? We are not going to talk about the thing that you suggested. Yeah. Anyone? We don't care about whatever. Well, we do care about what it is that made you angry, but only if it's stuff that made enough other people angry that it's relevant. Yes. Which it very rarely is because everyone's only mad about their own tiny dumb things. Although there has been a pretty, if I seem kind of checked out for a lot of this, there has been a pretty uh, fierce, fierce uh, debate. Over the John A. McDonald thing? Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are very scared that people will think they're racist if they don't come down hard against John A. McDonald. And that's another thing. That's That was one of the reasons that I wanted to bring up all those quotes that were actually made by the Reconciliation Commission president and that past chief. Because even the people who should be super gung-ho for this kind of see it as almost a petty hollow gesture. That's all this fucking is. This is like yeah. virtue signaling on a historical scale now where you're like, okay, well, let's just, you know, tear down statues of everyone because everyone had problematic. I mean, if you want something to get noticed, like there's another John A. McDonald statue in Montreal and people have done shit to that, like cut that one's head off on the anniversary of the Louis Riel. Uh uh, execution because John that was another thing sorry I didn't bring that up because I didn't want to get into the whole history of the Red River Rebellion and all that stuff which you should look up it's pretty interesting as far as Canadian history goes but uh, yeah John A. McDonald ordered the execution of Louis Riel who was a uh, Métis hero so a whole bunch of people in Montreal cut the head off this statue and then I guess they just had to put it back on but Another thing that happened to that statue was it got spray painted red because I guess to symbolize the blood that Johnny McDonald drew. Which oh, that was yeah, that was one. Uh, yes, yeah. There you go. Va- just vandalize. If if we take the statues down, we're we're removing the opportunity for people to make really deep political statements. Yeah, expressing like they didn't like that painting person. them red. And it's funny because uh, Global News talked to the guy who actually has to take the paint off of the statue because you can't just like pressure wash these statues because you'll degrade them. So they have to get like a uh, specialty um, kind of art guys who uh, refurbish art and stuff because they could take the spray paint off without harming the thing. And He said this was his fourth time this year unpainting the vandalized John A. McDonald statue. So in closing, I didn't really want to talk to more about the John A. McDonald because I felt like I maybe talked about it too much. But I feel like I adequately portrayed my feelings on the subject matter. 
even though I kind of stumbled in spots and forgot what I was talking about, but that happens. We don't edit the podcast, so we don't have all those snappy one-liners like YouTube videos where it's like, ha, 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 ha. I wonder if we should start doing that, where it's just like... Dude, we'd have to talk for twice as much because we'd have to talk. We'd have to cut or, out all those dead spots. Or we could talk just as much as we do and then edit it down to a nice, professional-sounding half-hour podcast. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm Editing not doing that guys. again. This goes back to the <laughs> laziness thing, where it's like could have done it to do something better, didn't do it. Also, I feel like all this intertopic preamble really draws the listener in and lets them know that. Maybe behind the big curtain of our outrage factory, we are human. We do say Catwoman when we say Batwoman. And Dale does get mumble mouth a bunch of times. But it just adds to his human fallibility, which makes me more appealing to other humans that are failing. Like all of you who are failing at life. Is that too mean? No, that's accurate. Okay. I think uh, we should probably just end this. Yes, yeah, it's ten o'clock. It's getting rambling. Sunday night. It's getting rambling. It's a little. We're we're both glistening with sweat right now. Oh yeah. For some reason, it's twenty degrees hotter in here than it is outside. It might be all of our hot air we've been spewing <laughs> directly in each other's faces. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in to Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made you bad online. If you would like to tweet at me on Twitter, the thing I constantly bitch about, uh, you can reach me at Herder. You can reach me at SuperDaleBot. Uh, it might take me a couple days to see it. I don't really... <laughs> too busy playing Pokemon Go, chatting with his Pokemon buddies. Sadly, I can't even deny that because I probably am playing Pokemon Go. And I wouldn't say with my buddies because... Every subgroup of uh, social norms, it seems like it takes so much effort. Like, if I wanted to be cool in the Pokemon crew, my Pokemon uh, staff would have to be a lot better than they are. Like, I'd have to go, like, travel somewhere and get rare Pokemons, which I'm... Like, I like Pokemon Go, but I don't like lots of effort to Pokemon Go. It's kind of like, if I'm walking anyway... I'll grab some Pokemons. Which, luckily, your girlfriend makes you do plenty. Yeah. Plenty of walking. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can tweet us at OutrageFactPod. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash OutrageFactPod. You can give us money at Patreon. Find us on Simplecast FM. Yes, Simplecast FM. Or su- subscribe to us through the podca- podcast platform of your choice. Uh, and uh, lastly, if you have listened this far and you have yet to leave us a review, take five minutes now uh, while the outro music is playing and go go leave us a review somewhere. Tell, tell people how much you like us. We're on iTunes. And if you are on Facebook, I have made a Spotify list of all the songs we have featured in the episode. So go check that out. Check out some of these bands that I and. I love and Derek loves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, until next week, stay angry. <laughs>